You are listening to the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, August 22nd. 2021. Subject. Mind. Golden Text. Daniel. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars for ever and ever. Responsive Reading, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city, and few men within it, and there came a great king against it, and besieged it, and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. The Bible. Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Job Acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. He knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. Daniel And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, wherewith his spirit was troubled, and his sleep brake from him. 
Then the king commanded to call the magicians, and the astrologers, and the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans, for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syriac, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If ye will not make known unto me the dream, with the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut in pieces. But if ye show the dream, and the interpretation thereof, ye shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honour. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. For this cause the king was angry and very furious. Then Daniel went in, and desired of the king that he would give him time, and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, There is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days? Then the king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods, and a Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man, and gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Isaiah The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season, to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear, as the learned. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, 
that walketh in darkness and hath no light. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch, therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Colossians For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom 
of his dear son. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To grasp the reality and order of being in its science, you must begin by reckoning God as the divine principle of all that really is. Spirit, life, truth, love, combine as one, and are the scriptural names for God. All substance, intelligence, wisdom, being, immortality, cause, and effect belong to God. These are his attributes, the eternal manifestations of the infinite divine principle, love. No wisdom is wise but his wisdom. No truth is true. No love is lovely. No life is life but the divine. No good is but the good God bestows. Divine metaphysics, as revealed to spiritual understanding, shows clearly that all is mind, and that mind is God, omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, that is, all power, all presence, all science. Hence, all is, in reality, the manifestation of mind. Man, governed by immortal mind, is always beautiful and grand. Each succeeding year unfolds wisdom, beauty, and holiness. Mind is the source of all movement, and there is no inertia to retard or check its perpetual and harmonious action. Mind is the same life, love, and wisdom, yesterday and today and forever. Matter and its effects, sin, sickness, and death, are states of mortal mind, which act, react, and then come to a stop. They are not facts of mind. They are not ideas, but illusions. Principle is absolute. It admits of no error, but rests upon understanding. Mind is not necessarily dependent upon educational processes. It possesses of itself all beauty and poetry, and the power of expressing them. Spirit, God, is heard when the senses are silent. We are all capable of more than we do. 
the influence or action of soul confers a freedom which explains the phenomena of improvisation and the fervor of untutored lips. The ancient prophets gained their foresight from a spiritual, incorporeal standpoint, not by foreshadowing evil and mistaking fact for fiction, predicting the future from a groundwork of corporeality and human belief. When sufficiently advanced in science to be in harmony with the truth of being, men become seers and prophets involuntarily, controlled not by demons, spirits, or demigods, but by the one spirit. It is the prerogative of the ever-present divine mind and of thought which is in rapport with this mind, to know the past, the present, and the future. Acquaintance with the science of being enables us to commune more largely with the divine mind, to foresee and foretell events which concern the universal welfare, to be divinely inspired, yea, to reach the range of fetterless mind. To understand that mind is infinite, not bounded by corporeality, not dependent upon the ear and eye for sound or sight, nor upon muscles and bones for locomotion, is a step towards the mind science by which we discern man's nature and existence. All we correctly know of spirit comes from God, divine principle, and is learned through Christ and Christian science. If this science has been thoroughly learned and properly digested, we can know the truth more accurately than the astronomer can read the stars or calculate an eclipse. This mind-reading is the opposite of clairvoyance. It is the illumination of the spiritual understanding which demonstrates the capacity of soul, not of material sense. This soul sense comes to the human mind when the latter yields to the divine mind. Such intuitions reveal whatever constitutes and perpetuates harmony, enabling one to do good but not evil. It is recorded that Jesus, as he once journeyed with his students, knew their thoughts read them scientifically. In like manner, he discerned disease and healed the sick. The prophet of today beholds in the mental horizon the signs of these times, the reappearance of the Christianity which heals the sick 
and destroys error, and no other sign shall be given. Body cannot be saved except through mind. Disease has no intelligence. Unwittingly, you sentence yourself to suffer. The understanding of this will enable you to commute this self-sentence and meet every circumstance with truth. Disease is less than mind, and mind can control it. Without the so-called human mind, there can be no inflammatory nor torpid action of the system. Remove the error, and you destroy its effects. Disease is not an intelligence to dispute the empire of mind, or to dethrone mind and take the government into its own hands. Sickness is not a God-given nor a self-constituted material power which copes astutely with mind and finally conquers it. God never endowed matter with power to disable life or to chill harmony with a long and cold night of discord. Such a power, without the divine permission, is inconceivable. And if such a power could be divinely directed, it would manifest less wisdom than we usually find displayed in human governments. The real jurisdiction of the world is in mind, controlling every effect and recognizing all causation as vested in divine mind. Being is holiness, harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this, even in small degree, will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals, will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Thus progress will finally destroy all error and bring immortality to light. We know that a statement proved to be good must be correct. New thoughts are constantly obtaining the floor. These two contradictory theories, that matter is something, or that all is mind, will dispute the ground until one is acknowledged to be the victor. Discussing his campaign, General Grant said, I propose to fight it out on this line, if it takes all summer. Science says, All is mind and mind's idea. You must fight it out on this line. Matter can afford you no aid. God is mind, and God is infinite. Hence, all is mind. On this statement, 
rests the science of being, and the principle of this science is divine, demonstrating harmony and immortality. I will now read the Three Daily Duties by Mary Baker Eddy, as given in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this Church to pray each day. Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin, and may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A Rule for Motives and Acts Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil from prophesying, judging, condemning, counselling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged, and justified, or condemned. And from Science and Health Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves, that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson is prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy For more information, please visit our website plainfieldcs.com Thank you for listening and have a good day.